trouble. I wonder how Floyd feels being beat by a woman for once. Ireland have achieved the unthinkable. They have defeated four times world champions New Zealand. O'Sullivan's got a drive for that line, but Gabriela Chabot's the Olympic champion. Sonia O'Sullivan is beaten on the line. What a fantastic final lap, but what a response from Sonia O'Sullivan. A perfect Hello and welcome. This is Off the Bench and my name is Tina Foley. We're a podcast about women's sport in Ireland and across the globe. Now we're the first to admit that governance is not the sexiest part of sport. Um, and, and it's always much preferable to have athletes in here and to be talking about them. But sometimes we have to talk about governance. And actually this week, it's been a week of talking about a lot of governance in Ireland, in Ireland because of, uh, of matters in soccer. But there's something that has been uh, keeping our eye interested in Irish rugby as well, particularly in Leinster rugby. So today we've invited in uh, Shirley Corcoran, who is the current chair of the executive in Railway Union uh, Rugby Club. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Shirley, you, you were actually previously the president of Railway Union. Yeah, yeah. I was president for four years in Railway Union and have moved on now into the chair of the exec. And is it unusual to have a woman as a chairperson of a rugby club? Uh, not so unusual now. Um, there is and has been a few of us. Um, we might be outnumbered, but it is a, a growing trend, yes, to have more female representation. Great. And so on boards. Um, we, we've been interested and we've been talking about it before on Off the Bench about um, a case that you've been making to Leinster. Uh, to the Leinster Union about your status. So we're going to go through it today because it, it has been in the news in the last few days. It's sort of come to a head and there's been a lot of to and fro and I think there seemed to be a lot of confusion about it. So um, we decided we'd invite you in today just to talk it through and see exactly where you're coming from and see what has happened. So first of all, tell me, um, how old is the club? How many uh, women's teams does it have? Men's team has, has it? What's the, what's the ratio? Yeah, we're uh, 114 years old as a club. Uh, we're one of the oldest clubs in Ireland. Um, we have, um, I think it's split, we have uh, about 80 women um, players, 18 female players, and uh, we have 100 male. Um, Eight, so 80, 80, 80, 80 female. And um, does that include juvenile, juniors? No, as that's well? adult. That's adult. adult, yeah. Wow, yeah. so you're nearly 50 50. Uh, yeah, close enough. Now, right. the split across them is we've got two adult women's teams and three adult men's teams. Right, um, okay. So, but uh, we've been in existence a long time um, and um, it was about, I think, seven, seven or so years ago the club decided to expand into women's rugby and that's where we started to form the women's So there rugby. wasn't women's rugby until, until then? No. Right, no. okay. And I was curious because people hear Railway Union all the time in relation to hockey and cricket. What's the relationship between the rugby club? Are you all completely separate? Um, we're somewhat separate entities but we're all under one union so it's right. railway union as right. such is where it all comes from so there's um, multiple sports within railway it's an absolutely fabulous club if you were to, to be around uh, the Sandy Mount area so it covers hockey bowls soccer cricket tennis rugby 
you know, every sport is now. And for people who don't know, is that all in the one grounds? All in the one grounds. All in one place. Yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. So you have been president of the rugby club yeah. and you are now, as I said, chairperson of the executive of the rugby club, if you like. So that's where you come from. Um, tell us, uh, how successful are you in terms of, of, of rugby in men's and women's? Um, overall, in the last uh, number of years, we've been actually have some very, very big successes, and uh, we've won in all of the teams. We've each of the teams have won a, a trophy of some sort over the last uh, seven years. I think we've won thirty trophies in total, right? Um, and that's across, as I said, our men's and our women's um, women's teams. We've, I think, from a women's pr- perspective, we started um, in two thousand and twelve, right at the bottom um, of our provincial leagues. Uh, we were in Leinster, our first team were in the Leinster Division 1 and our second team, our J2s, were in the division, development uh, Leinster Division 4. Right. And we've worked our way up through those leagues, through promotion, um, to where we both are now, whereas our, our women's J1s, our, our, sorry, our women's first team are in the All-Ireland League and our, our second team are in the Leinster Division 1 now. Right, and that's on the women's side. And what level do your men's, men play at? Our men's play at Leinster as well, in the Leinster Division 2A, so that's, the, right. that's where they are at currently. So you're playing, the women in the club are actually playing All-Ireland League and the men's play Leinster? Leinster right, yeah. OK, they're not at All-Ireland level at the moment. No. They would have been in the past, I presume. No, they've no, always they been never, a junior club. Always yeah. been a junior yeah. club, OK. So you have been having some debate with Leinster Rugby Union about your status, about the club status. And when you were a president of the club, you were president of all of the rugby in the club, yep. presumably. So you might explain to us um, what has that debate been? Uh, just briefly, when did, it, when did it start? It started when our women's first team were promoted into the AIL. Because up until then, Railway Union had always been a junior club because it played its rugby in the Leinster Provincial Leagues. So quite rightly, we were a junior club. When we were promoted, the women's team were promoted into the AIL. And when was that? In 2015, which when our conversation with Leinster commenced. Um, We started, we had a look at the bylaws and we said, okay, so according to the, the bylaws here, we are now deemed a senior club. Um, so we reached out to Leinster to ask that they would recognise us in that fashion and recognise us as a senior club based on having a club playing, in, or, sorry, a team playing in the All Ireland League. So the specification in Leinster rules and in their bylaws is that uh, if you have a team playing in the All Ireland League, you're you're a senior club. Yes, in the way that the the bylaw is written, yeah. Okay, tell me a little bit about um, the gender bl- balance on your club executive. Like we, you've already said, there's a hundred, hundred, roughly a hundred men playing rugby and eighty women playing rugby. So it's not not far off fifty fifty. What's the gender balance on your executive? We've we've a good we've a good uh, gender balance. Obviously, I'm there as chair. Um, then we have our incoming vice president is a, is a, is a woman as well. Our overall club captain is a woman, and I think is one of the first women overall club captains that have been we've had. I think in Ireland, if, if we're not quite mistaken um, and then also we have them five of the men on the executive with us so what size is the executive about um, well in total we have eight eight, 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 eight so yeah. three women five men yeah. that's the balance of yeah. your club executive yeah. okay um, uh, do you know if there are um, at the moment are there are there any other clubs like you in Ireland where the women play all Ireland league and their men's men's top team are not playing all Ireland league it might be deemed a junior club there's um cook and belf in 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 ulster are um in a similar position to ourselves right. they 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 play their men's are not in the all Ireland league and the women are and their women are um i believe that they have actually initiated uh, the same conversation as ourselves with the really? ulster branch interesting um, they're not as far along or um as we are with with the conversation but yeah they they've they've they're asking the question now 
Okay, good. So I was kind of curious about that. Was were you just completely exceptional? You're not exceptional. We, we, we're yet. not exceptional in 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 Ireland. Um, we are probably the exception in Leinster. Um, yeah. The other clubs that would play currently in the All Ireland League, their men would also play in the AIL. So yeah. you'd have Old Belvedere, um, you'd have St Mary's, and Blackrock, and you, yeah. So yeah. They, they're all as such um, a senior club by way of their men's teams. Okay. Um, there's an interesting potential um, for another club to be promoted to the All-Ireland League within, um, from the Leinster, um, the Leinster province, and that's in Suttonians. They are in the um, All-Ireland qualifying playoffs at the moment. All right, the um, women's team. The women's team. All right. And potentially if they get promoted to the All-Ireland League, they would be in a similar They'd situation. They'd be in the same situation as you, where their women are technically playing at a higher level, if you like. They're playing All-Ireland League and the men are. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, you you went to Leinster and you started a conversation with Leinster to say we're now playing All Ireland League, so can can you can we can you accept that we are a senior club? Was that the argument? Yep, that was basically it. We said uh, under the bylaws, um, this is where the boring part gets. Under the bylaws, uh, seven point one, um, we we basically wrote to to Leinster to say that uh, considering we have a team playing in the All Ireland League. And under this um, this bylaw, we deem that we um, we qualify to be seen as a senior club, to be recognised as a senior club. Yeah. Um, and that started in the conversation started in September two thousand and fifteen. Um, and explain to the listeners why is it important for you to be recognised as a senior club? Is there some particular significance to that? Uh, it, it's not just important to us. Um, to be honest with you, it's important for women's rugby um, that we have a voice at the, the top um, governance structure in our province. Okay, so um, explain that. So explain to me the difference between being a junior club and a senior club in terms of having a voice at a table. What table is it that you want to get to? How do you get there? So the, the executive committee in Leinster is made up of 42 different individual entities of which their senior club has a vote and has a place. Every so senior every club senior club gets a place, a place at that table. It. As okay. a junior club, you're represented by one person. So that's 76 clubs are represented by one vote on one right. person. One junior, but they have one junior rep yeah. on it. Okay. So, so therefore, um, each club is there in its own right with its own vote, voted on, uh, or sorry, and that person that's in there representing their club is voted by their club. Okay, so, so they're, they're the representing their club, their club, yeah. Whereas we are, from a women's perspective, saying that we should have the ability and the right to be represented there in our own rights, to have our own voice and not to be co-opted or not to be on there as a, um, not to be brought in as a, by a separate committee uh, and owe our place to that committee. Okay. So you only owe your place and you only owe your opinion to your club. To your club, right, okay. So the current situation in Leinster and according to their bylaw is you, you can only have a person on the executive of Leinster if you're a senior club. And is that... Well, you, you can have it as a junior club as well, you're just represented by You're represented by one, by one person yeah. but that represents a multitude of clubs, yeah. yeah. But if you're a senior club, you get one representative on that and you can nominate your representative yeah. on it. And is that the... Uh, and, and again, can I come back to you and say... So there's been lots of stuff flying around in social media saying, oh, this is all about tickets and the allocation of tickets because junior clubs get less tickets for internationals than senior clubs get. I, what's the... I don't even know what the ratio it is. I, I'm not sure I, technically right. what the ratio is, but yeah, yeah senior clubs do Senior clubs higher. get way more tickets yeah. for internationals. And there's been people saying, oh, that's the reason Railway Union want to become a senior club is because they get more tickets for internationals and that would be a fundraising method for the club. Without a doubt, that is a, that is obviously part and parcel where the current structure is in in um, in Leinster. That's that's a, re a reward or that's a, a part of being a senior club, but that's not where we're coming from. 
So we're coming from women's rugby. I've been, I've been um, playing and involved in women's rugby for about 16 years now. Um, and I've seen it through various different highs and lows. Um, and the way to, I've also seen it, the way to make a difference is to be at the forefront of it and to be at the table making the decisions. And in order to be at the table to make the decisions, you have to be in these executive committees because that's where the strategy, that's where the funding, that's where the direction of the game is decided. Um, and that's what, uh, that's what we want for women's rugby. We want to be able to be there um, and to actually, make, uh, to actually kind of make representation on behalf of women's rugby. Because as I kind of already outlined, the majority of people who are at the executive committees there are there based on what their men's club is and are making decisions or are um, representing the men's sections of the clubs because that's historically how the uh, committees have been yeah, set up. Yeah. But we're saying we need to have that representation in our own right. Um, we can see it now, you know, recently you have players who are stepping up and, and saying that the way women's rugby is going is, is not right. You have Lindsay Pete speaking Lindsay about Pete, that. Yeah, who's a member of your club, yeah. Yeah, who's a member of our club who's speaking about saying that we need, we need more, we need, to, we need to move on, we need to be pushing on. There's other unions outside of Ireland that are making their players professional or semi-professional and investing hugely in the game. Um, and we're not seeing that here. Um, and she as a player is speaking up on her behalf. Players should be playing, not necessarily having these conversations. yeah. yeah. Um, so if players are speaking out in there uh, like that, there's something, there's a gap there. Right. Um, yeah. And I think, I think and we think that that gap is based on the fact that we don't have our own representation in our own right at these executive committees. So the way to get onto the IRFU and the overall national committees is through your provincial committee, through these executive committees. But right now, the way it's structured, those, that door has been closed to us. Okay. So come back to that question in a minute. Um, so when the conversation started with Leinster, uh, what, was, what was their response and what has been the chain of command or what has been, if you've tried to change the system, what, how does that work? How does it work? Um, as I said, back in um, 2015, um, we started conversation with Leinster um, and we started correspondence with, Len with Leinster. I think 22 pieces of correspondence were, were, were swapped between us up until last year. Right. Um, so again, as I said earlier, we, we asked the question, um, do you see us as a senior club under your bylaw? And they came back to say no, they didn't. Um, we continued to, 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 to prod to say, well, you know, look, we think you need to look at this closely. Um, we would believe that you have the ability to interpret your bylaw to actually see that Railway Union participating in the All-Ireland League is in fact a senior club. Right. Um, they um, continued to say no. Um, they then went and got legal opinion on the bylaw and how, and how the bylaw is interpreted and they came back to us on that with that legal opinion to say that the Women's All-Ireland League is not the All-Ireland League therefore it do, you do not uh, qualify. Okay so, they're, so they're, they, are se they are separating in their, in their legal opinion the All-Ireland League and the Women's All-Ireland League yeah. and that's their, that has been their thing. That's their interpretation, and, that's their opinion. Yeah. And, and my automatic reaction would be, okay, I would start lobbying other clubs to see if I get support, or I would bring this to an AGM. So what, have you, what or how did you go about seeing could so, you change so, it? Yeah, so, so again, we, we obviously agreed, before we got to that, to that process, we continued to, to discuss it with Leinster. We met with Leinster, representative of their executives, including myself, met with Leinster to, to discuss this, whereby they agreed that you know, Leinster is all about equality, but we don't, they don't, didn't agree that they seen Leinster or, or Railway as a, as a senior, a senior club. club. Um, they then um, suggested that we um, take on, that, so there was a, a, a governance review under, underway in the IRFU um, that was being chaired by Michael Coughlin, who was also a member of the Leinster Executive Committee. And they suggested that we um, go down that avenue 
and try to um, see what the what the IRFU's opinion was right. on on our, our, our ask. So we approached uh, the chair of the IRFU governance um, committee and put forward our, our, our argument and it was dismissed from that as being not, not coming under the, their, their remit. remit. They okay. were saying they were looking at it from a union governance only and they weren't looking at provincial um, situations, right. provincial issues okay. anyway. So we came back to Leinster um, to say that that avenue is closed off and it was at that time that Leinster um, proposed that we go down the AGM route. Right. So we did initiate then um, a motion at the AGM or to the AGM and we started to write to all of the clubs so there's around 213 or 213 constituents in the Leinster. And when would that have been? That was... 2017 or 2018? Uh, that was 2017. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, trying to get my dates right. I know. You know? <laughs> um, so it was more, sorry, it was 20, 20, 2018 when we started writing to the clubs but um, the, the AGM was in 2018 as right, well. Right, so. okay. So we initiated uh, contact with all the clubs and all the schools. I think it was about 76 clubs and 120-odd schools we wrote to. Um, and we outlined and we shared all our correspondence with Leinster. We were very kind of clear about how, yeah. you know, our approach on it. Um, and just coming close to the AGM, I got a phone call from the, the, the then president of Leinster to ask would we withdraw our motion oh. that they were forming this uh, inclusivity review committee. Within Leinster themselves? Within, within Leinster. Okay. And that would we hold off with the motion until this committee um, had, had, had run through. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. so you did that? Yes. Um, somewhat reluctantly, in a sense that, well, you know, we, we were fearful. We'd already been on a, and a long put in, journey. And you'd put in some we put work. in the effort. We'd yeah. written to everyone. You know, yeah. we, we'd gotten good responses. We got some support back from the clubs and schools. And... We had gone through that process and we'd also, you know, felt we were, you know, um, directed down towards a different review um, um, group who said, you know, we weren't within that, we weren't yeah. in, in their remit. So we thought, oh, you know. This is the second this time you've kind of been, yeah, you've are been diverted being, again. Yeah, are yeah. we being managed or, you know. Yeah, but, and, and, and in fairness, Leinster, Leinster could and, and, and arguably will say, look, we were ha- we decided we'd start a review on inclusivity, so let's stall the ball there for a yeah. minute and let's see what that, what that comes yeah. up with. And we were, and we were the same in, in, in our approach, saying yeah. that it, would be, it would be wrong for us to, to continue with the, the motion, g- right. given that Leinster have initiated this. Fair enough. And what was your motion? Um, it was that Leinster would interpret the bylaws in which to recognise railway as a senior, senior, club. senior club. It was specific about railway or any or AIL? Women's? It was specific to us because right. it was your we club. were the only example at that point. Okay, so this week, um, listeners, the Leinster set up um, a review group of three independent people. Um, uh, one of them, I think, might have had rugby expertise. I'm not sure the other t- two had. And they went off and looked at all of their legislation and uh, from the point of view of making it all more inclusive. And they brought out um, their report this week. And so that's what caught our eye on Off the Bench because we thought, oh, there's that report. I wonder have they, have, what have they done with the railway union um, motion? And um, we were interested to see what happened. So just to briefly come back to you and explain to you what, what Leinster have decided on the inclusivity thing. Um, they had two phases. One was they... Um, they looked at the language of their bylaws and wanted to interpret whether they were in any way not inclusive and they wanted to make them more inclusive. So they made some decisions about changing their bylaws um, in terms of writing and they've agreed that they're doing that. And then the second thing they did was they undertook a consultation process amongst all the stakeholders and you've numbered how many of them there are. There's a huge amount in Leinster um, between clubs and I'm presuming schools as well. So they sent out the consultation process generally was, it appears to have been a questionnaire 
And um, the principal findings, really, of Leinster when they came back, um, first of all, they've agreed to set up an inclusivity committee now. And that inclusivity committee will look at several things. Um, but the principal findings, they said, was for one, that there are no evident blockages to participation at any level within Leinster Rugby, which I think is an interesting interpretation. Mm-hmm. That is clearly participation in the sporting, but not, not necessarily in the boardroom, I think. What do you think? Yep. That's, that's, uh, that's how I get it. They, they said the new revised bylaws that they're going to put in, they are inclusive. The bylaw 7, which is the one you're talking about, which defines a senior club within the Leinster branch, is deemed appropriate. In other words, the status quo. They're saying, we believe that the rule as it exists at the moment is fine. And interestingly, though, the next one that they say is that the current female representation in Leinster rugby government is insufficient and that proactive steps are needed to foster greater women's participation at all levels of the game. And for me, that's what caught my eye because I think that one, one of those may contradict the other one. So that's, that's what their interpretation of it is. Um, but before we went on, I, what I wondered was, is, is do you think that, um, that, that their, their consultation process and the results of their consultation process, which have been undergone by these three independent people, we're not making any judgment about them at all, do you think it was... Um, a good process and was it a democratic process or was it a thorough process? Um, I, I don't, I don't, it's, it's, it's a hard one to, 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 to answer in the sense that you had three independent people were brought in to, to review this but um, if you looked at the questionnaire and the way the questions were written they were so narrow in their, um, their questioning it provided the answers in my, my opinion provided the answers that Lenser were looking for Right. Um, we've never argued that the bylaw was incorrect. We've always um, argued that it's the interpretation of interpretation the bylaw, of the bylaw. Is, is where the issue is. Right. Um, the question that was put out to people was um, they, they put out the definition of a senior club and they asked the constituents, is the definition correct? OK, and I'll read out what it is. So, listeners, the definition under bylaw 7.1 states a senior club is a club participating in the AIL or in any competition which is the direct successor of the AIL under the auspices of the union. And the question they asked was, does bylaw 7.1 adequately reflect the qualification required for senior club status, yes or no? There was no... There was no hint, there was no mention of a female club or, or women's rugby or, or a women's, the women's AIL. There's no, there's no question or wording of that. It is simply, does this reflect the qualifications needed? Yeah. yeah. Which does seem very narrow. If they were really, if if they were really, really interested in to get in behind, in to get it into the inclusion it, yeah, thing. You could have asked a lot deeper question. Um, Would you accept so, a club who's... who's who, whose female team play senior IL, would you accept their status do you, or as senior? Do you recognise that a, 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 a team playing in the Women's All-Ireland League is, um, and it comes under the auspices of the, of the AIL? Right. It, it, there could be a multitude of ways right. of answering so it. So it was a very, very straightforward question. So that was one element of it. Yeah. There's another element of it in the sense that the, the, the terms of reference that were drawn up for this review committee were provided by the same legal company that provided the um, the view the, the the opinion on the bylaw in Ridgely. 2015. Right. Okay. And so they were also sponsors of Leinster. Right. So there's. There's a that, question there, there on that. that. that that's in, well, that's interesting to, to know that. Um, there, there was something that caught my eye in this, which I think is very interesting. So under bylaw 7.1, 
a senior club is a club participating in the AAL or in any competition which is a direct successor of it under the auspices of the union. The next line in that is the executive committee shall have the power to treat a club as a senior club for a maximum of three years after it ceases to be entitled to participate in the AIL, provided that if such a club fails to qualify to play in the AIL within three seasons. So in other words, if, it, if, if and it's a men's club now, listeners, because that's obviously what they're interpreting AIL to be, if a men's club plays AIL and they drop out of the AIL, they're recognised as a senior club for three years, even though they're not in the AIL. Yeah. That Absolutely. is a very unusual rule, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And yet, anybody who was, um, according to Leinster, anybody who was, who was asked, was this rule OK? They all said it's OK. So just to be clear, they won't recognise um, a team whose senior, t- whose senior women are playing AIL. They won't recognise that club as senior. But if a men's club drops out of senior for three years, they'll rec- they, they will be re- re- still recognised as a senior club for three years and get and therefore have a seat at the table, at the table. have a bigger allocation yeah. of tickets, have any of those benefits that, that you get from that. being a senior yeah. club, which is an interesting one. I thought yeah. that was a very interesting. That, I just came across that and I thought, well, that's, that doesn't seem to be very equitable in some ways, um, but that's where it is. Um, but, but there's one other point in, in regards to the, to the actual um, approach as well, or the, the outputs from the, the, the group, the review group. There was, as I said earlier, around 213 constituents in, in, within in, Leinster, in Leinster. Um, who all received the questionnaire, um, only 8% only 19 respondents came back on the questionnaire. From 213 questionnaires? How do you know that? Um, that's the information that has been, has been um, sent out from, has been circulated as part of the review. So people so, have of, been told 19, that officially. One of the 19 um, 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 respondents was rejected. And that one uh, that was rejected was the junior committee, which represents the 76 clubs. Um, so Why didn't they accept their... They said that their input was m- more based on policy and wasn't within the remit of the, right. of okay. the review. So a very so, small cohort. So only, only that number... Oh, what did you say was a, something... Uh, 19, 19. 19 out of 100 and... 230. 230 people actually responded to the questionnaire. clubs, yeah. yeah. So less than 10%. But they deemed that it was a sufficient spread... Of opinion to be able for to. the review committee to make a decision on it. Yeah. God, that seems an extraordinarily small percentage. Yes. I would have thought, even as a college student, you know, you had to have a certain quorum of things. If you sent out questionnaires and you're doing the thesis or something, you had to get had a to certain a percentage. Eight percent seems a tiny percent to make decisions upon, but that's the percentage that they decided on. Okay, so those are the facts. Um, did 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 you did you enlist support, or do you feel you have any support from any clubs? We did well. Obviously, at the time when we were um, building towards our, the, the the AGM, we wrote to all the clubs, and we did receive um, support back from various schools and clubs, as St Michael's and um, New Park um, came back to us, and uh, from Greystones and Clain RFC and Dundalk um, came back to say that they had their support. We also had support of the Metro Committee, which is a committee within the, the Greater uh, Dublin Region, within Leinster. And as I mentioned before, we had the Junior Committee, and we had their full support, um, who did their own review of our proposal, um, independent review of our proposal. And um, they then came in on board and um, um, supported us in, in, our, in our request. And that's, as I said, she has 76 clubs 
represented within the junior committee. Right. So we had we had sufficient support. We obviously weren't we we stopped. We didn't continue lobbying. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we, we we said we would draw the motion waiting for the inclusivity Wait review. Happens. Right. So the inclusivity review has come back, and like we've looked at it and said, there's some really good stuff in this. Um, they they are they they're setting up a, a, a working committee within Leinster on inclusivity. Um, it, it interested me the membership of that inclusivity committee will be drawn from senior clubs. In other words, the, they will take a man from the senior clubs to be on that committee, even though they won't recognise he as senior. But anyway, they're doing that, and also from each of the five areas representing junior clubs, from the women's rugby committee, from each of the referees, schools, and youth groups. In addition, the inclusivity committee should appoint should appoint two members from out outside the Leinster branch with specialist skills in leadership and commercial and we think that's I, I think that's a really good thing because we always say here um, women's sport needs a lot of more leadership and it also needs more marketing and commercial expertise that it hasn't got before so they're they're spotting that and they're recommending that um, they have a women's rugby so within Leinster there is a women's rugby committee and what inter- interests me is do they have a member at the in the executive yeah they have one member in the executive. All right. And that women's committee actually runs the women's competitions right. in Leinster. Um, Does it decide only, policy? It's a, or? It's, no. It's, right. it's a volunteer, voluntary committee yeah. um, that actually uh, manages the, competi- the women's competitions in Leinster. It's right. the only... So Leinster would have, um, what would I say, professional employees who run all of the yeah, women's of competitions, yeah. bar the women's competitions. Right. The women's competitions are run by a voluntary committee. Right. Um, Made up, I looked at it, of men and women. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. but they're managing the competition. They're not devising or designing um, the strategy or the direction of women's rugby. Right. Um, so what Leinster are doing now is they're, they're creating another committee. Another committee. There's... I, I, at this point in time, I think there's 20 committees within Leinster. A lot of, there are a lot of committees and, I looked at and them, yeah. I'm, well, I suppose I'm somewhat kind of questioning going, of all those 20 committees, we need to create another, t- another committee um, and fill it with people from that, those other committees. Are we not, you know, are, are, the, are the executive and the management committee not best placed to be able to, you know, define what the, 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 how women's rugby or how rugby in general should be, should be moved forward? So they're already admitting that they're, they're, they're not qualified. Yeah, to do well, that. well, they have, as I said, they did say in their review, uh, one of the things they did and they were clear about it was the current female representation in men's rugby governance is insufficient and that proactive steps yeah. step need to be taken. But we're not just looking for female representation. This is not just about having a woman on the board. There's, you know, there's no tokenism in this. This is about having somebody with the expertise and the knowledge around women's rugby to have a seat at the table. That doesn't have to be a woman. That's a person. But they, but they already, they will say, well, we already have somebody who does that because but we have a representative person, from the women's committee. But that person is is acting on the committee that manages the competition. Right. It's not okay. strategic. It's not strategic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where, you know, so so um, my my thing about the, the the new committee that they've set up is. You know, where's the funding and where's the budget and where's the sign-off of that strategy going to, going to go to? Yeah. It's going to go to the committees that are telling, telling us you're not, you're not a senior club, right. you're not recognising us. Why do you think, um, I mean, I, I, I'm taking it that you haven't had a load of senior clubs come along and telling you that they're supporting you. Um, have you had any? Well, it's, it's, um, I have, we've had some in the sense of we have Greystones as a senior club. They're right, supporting. They're us. supporting so, it. Yeah, yeah, we have had some. We haven't had their door, the door knocked down by like, <laughs> any means. Um, but it, we're, we're front runners on this, and you know you can be. You're right. When you, you know your intro kind of calls it out. It's governance. It, it's not really. Some people don't always make the connection, 
um, and they see it as it's you know the women are just looking for a seat or you know the, it's it's just railway that's having this issue or it's just railway that want tickets. It, it we have to get beyond that. This is a fundamental issue around equality, as far as I'm concerned. We are being told that you do not come under the, the this ruling based on the fact that your club, uh, your your senior team is a, a women's team. That we're beyond that at this stage. Um, it did, did this did start out from a railway perspective, yes, because we were the ones that were in there. But it's gone beyond that now at this stage. Um, we are seeing, like, with the way our, the direction of our women's um, rugby is going in Ireland, it needs a sea change. It needs to be challenged. And the only way you can challenge is that, by having a seat at the table and at the top table. And we want that opportunity, not to be co-opted. We want it by right. We want to be voted in by the, the standing of our club um, to be able to do that. And that's basically where this comes from. And hopefully, the more airplay we get on this, the more, the, and when I say we, as in a sense that uh, women's rugby or rugby in general gets on this, then the more people might see the fact that it is bigger and it is beyond a club issue or an individual club issue. It is about governance, it's about representation, and it's about appropriate representation. And if you, if you, I looked at the membership of the Leinster executive, actually, and I was interested, like there's the president, two vice presidents, CEO, a secretary, treasurer, and then you have representatives from the 19 clubs that are currently senior. Then there's two schools representative, two youth representatives, one women's representative, who's actually a man, um, one, uh, one junior representative, as you said, who represents all the junior clubs, including yourselves. Um, there are some people who are uh, full-time members of and there's of, of the Leinster branch and work, a staff, if you like, from what I can see. And then there's five area reps. So you have Metro, North Leinster, South Leinster, you have all of that Metropolitan. So there are, f- at the moment, there are 40 people on that Leinster executive and they are currently all male. Yeah. Um, and it seems to me that if you don't have a women's voice in there or more women's voices in there, then you would wonder how will policy, how will strategy for women's rugby change if they're not representing it. Um, they have made one, one change to it. So this, this inclusivity uh, recommendations has recommended that they are going to put a woman onto the executive committee of Leinster and also on the management committee of Leinster. So that 40 now is going to be plus one woman. Um, but she's, I, I'm not, I, I, do I understand it correctly to understand, and, and again, it's nothing personal on her, She's not a. She doesn't come from rugby background, or does she? No, no. Um, her background, I think, is uh, hockey. Right. Okay. Um, so she wouldn't. She wouldn't have the understanding. Of, sorry, I'm, I'm obviously speaking on her behalf, but from what I can see, she wouldn't have the, the knowledge or expertise in, in in rugby. And was she? Was she? Was she was part of this review group? Yes. Was she as well? Okay. So she is somebody who has a legal background. We know that, and she's also actually Moira um, Flahav is her name, and she's on the arbitration panel of the Sports Dispute Solutions uh, Group in, in in Ireland as well. So um, so that's where it is. That's where we've got to now. So all of those questions to Leinster, wait, let us see what we do, take it to all of that now has come to a full stop, if you like. Um, what will happen next? Uh, one, one, one thing I was going to ask you. So it seems, it seems from everything I see on social media, a, a lot of the stuff comes, oh, they want more tickets. If Leinster, if you, if you manage to get persuade Leinster to say, we'll accept that you are a senior club, but we won't change your ticket allocation for three years or something. Like they have that weird three-year rule in there already for the men's clubs. Yep. If they came back um, and they said something like that to you, we will give you a seat at the table, recognise you're a senior club, but we're not going to give you senior club tickets for international allocation yet. What do you think your attitude would be to that? Well, we'll take it because we, we will have our senior status. 
right. who will have been recognised based on where our club stands that we're a senior club and we'll have a seat at the table right. and we'll be able to drive and direct the rugby. So, so you know, so so that's so that's basically saying, look, the tickets isn't an issue, lads. Let let us have a seat at the table. Yeah. That's what your principle is. The, the tickets are being used as a way of probably undermining our approach here. Um, and there has been ways. There has been kind of undermining of our approach in the sense of um, certain allegations being made, and that we were the timing of of our arguments were potentially undermining the the bid for twenty for for the rugby world cup and you know so we've been through uh, we've heard a lot of of back stories um but there's there was a good point that Ailish Egan actually a former international player made in in, in the paper the other day former Irish prop yeah. yeah in in regards to the governance structure we're back to the governance structure it's not about railway just as a senior club or it's not about the senior status not about the ticket allocation maybe it's time for all the whole of, of Leinster province to look at how it's structured and this uh, parity of, or, or this two-tiered senior and junior, you know, why is it required? Is it necessary? Is it re- where we're at now? Is that what, is that the has, way has rugby Has rugby changed? Has it changed? Because has the status of the AIL, you could argue, has changed hugely yeah. since those rules were made up because we now know that the AIL has very much changed and a lot of traditional clubs even have dropped out of have AIL. Have dropped out of AIL. And there is new the, clubs. the yeah. provincial system in men's rugby is so strong now. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and there are new clubs coming in, which means there's new voices and there's new thoughts and there's new ways. There's nothing wrong with change, you know. We should be looking at it for all of the time. Um, and as I said, we focused probably down a narrow point, but, you know, it, it, is, it is relevant. But the reason for yours is, is we want a voice at the table and we want to know what's yeah. going on and we want to be able to control, or not to control, but to influence maybe to policy. Influence, yeah. 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 Actually, Eilish Egan spoke great sense and I just thought some of her points were really interesting. A former Irish Grand Slam winning pop. She said, maybe regardless of gender, the whole governance system is outdated. Maybe AIL status isn't representative of the game anymore, which I thought were two really interesting points. And the other one she said was for women, if you if you've played the game and you want to go into coaching or administration now or volunteer and get into involved in other areas of the game, including strategy, she said uh, you're looking at a very long road. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like, um, and if we're talking four years here, we're just you know arguing with Leinster over one point. Yeah. Um, and and that's that's where she's saying about the, the the current structure that in order to be able to get to the, the the overall national committees levels to make a difference, you have to go through your provincial levels so, and committees. And we're talking so about twenty would, committees in Leinster, so you can imagine how you have to work up your way up. So if so, could you get onto the IRFU from Leinster on some other way, unless if you weren't on the executive? Could you do it through I'm one of the other I'm committees? I'm not aware of other. I'm not aware right, of so you reckon you'd have to be on the Leinster Committee Executive, which is 40 people, well now 40 plus one woman, to, to get into a position on an IRFU? As far as not, there, there, could, there could be other ways, but I haven't seen it as far okay, as I'm aware. Okay, so that's yeah. the, the, the structure. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of it, I, I remember a couple of years ago, there was talk in Ireland, um, one of the junior ministers for sports suggested that there should be, gender quotas should be introduced into Irish sport and that Irish sporting organisations should have, um, you know, um, a, a gender quota for women. And at the time, um, it got knocked down, actually, incidentally, by the current minister for sports, Shane Ross, actually said, no, that's not needed, we'll do something else. But Philip Brown, who was the CEO, am I right, of the IRFU, at the time said he didn't think it would be possible in rugby. The quote was, it would be difficult to find suitably qualified female candidates with the accumulated rugby wisdom and skill sets. And the question at the time was, if, you, if women can't get into, um, onto boards and onto committees, 
well then how can you ever how can you ever argue that they've got the experience that's needed at a higher level in, in rugby they need to be able to get into it at provincial level and work their way up yeah there are capable people out there with the knowledge and the expertise and the opinion but you know what I, you know, you see the argument that we're having and the energy that we're having to do is just kind of try and get onto that. You know, it's not an open door. It's not an easy, an easy step to take. Um, but there are a lot of capable people out there who can make a, a change and make a difference. And, you know, gender quotas, you can argue at both sides. And, you know, I, I flip from one to the other. Yeah, so do I. I'm not, I, some, I, do, I, I personally don't think they're in favour. And then somebody makes a great argument to me and I go, oh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, they, they are right. But then they can be used incorrectly. And, yeah. you know, no offence and, and nothing personal about Maura. She's, probably, uh, she's obviously a very capable, competent person, but she doesn't have a rugby background and she doesn't have rugby knowledge and she doesn't have a knowledge of the game. So, you know, what we want is people to influence the strategy and the direction of women's rugby. That means people with her capability and her competency with the knowledge and experience of, of rugby yeah. together. And you feel if, we're, if you were given senior status, somebody from your club would have a seat at that table and would, would, be, bringing, yeah. would be bringing that to that group, yeah. which would be a bonus to them, Absolutely. surely, Absolutely. As, they, as, as, as the Leinster and the IRFU down the road continue to want to make the sport more inclusive and more, grow, more, more open to women. It's a very interesting one. Um, do you, what will you do now? Um, Has it stopped uh, or can you go further? Well, we still have the option of going in the road to the AGM. Um, and when would the Leicester AGM be on the next um, one? It's in May or June of this year. Right. So, so you'd have an option of bringing a, a, a motion to that? Yeah. Okay. And we will be. Yes. Absolutely. There's no way we can, you know, as I said, we still, we still believe that there's an equality issue there. Have you, been, have you been a little bit naive in not lobbying hard enough to people who really make these decisions? Um, I don't think so. I think we've had the conversations with the people who have the ability to make the decisions. I've been through five Leinster uh, presidents at this stage. Um, there's a different S- president every since year. Since it started. Since it started this process. So we've spoken to, 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 to five different presidents and various different members of the executive committee and put forward our, 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 um, our proposal. We've obviously spoken and, and engaged with the junior committees and the Leinster committees um, and who have supported us on it. So we've had our conversations with them. We obviously started writing to the various c- clubs to, to bring them up to speed on this. Yeah. Um, so we did start, we, we have lobbied, we have, sorry, we have engaged to say we've lobbied, no, we haven't, because we didn't get to that, to that stage. stage. We withdrew our, 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 right. our, our proposal, our motion before that stage. And, and what do you think is the stumbling block, Shirley? Why do you think people would be afraid to accept or change the bylaws and say any team playing AIL qualifies or any club that has a senior team in the AIL qualifies as a senior team? What do you think is the stumbling block? I think you, you, you've said it there yourself. I think it's fear. It's fear of change. Um, so, you know, do they con- continue to expand the number on the executive committee? Like it's forty odd at this stage. You know, it's it's big. It, it, can't, it can't get. It, can it get any bigger? It you is know? big, and, and that is the fear. So you know, obviously we come in. Do we come in? Do we put somebody else out? Do we come in on top of that? If Suttonians are promoted, yeah, are there's they two. In then? If Cook, if yeah, Cook, yeah, if sorry, Cook, obviously yeah, the different province. But yeah, but if yeah, but, you know, so so where does it stop? And you know, there's a huge fear, probably potentially, from the clubs that are in there already, to say, whoa, do. Do, do I lose my seat? Do I lose my vote? Do I lose my tickets? Do I lose my everything? So there's fear there. Um, so what we're do, lo- not looking to do is to, 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 to push anyone else out. We're looking to be an equal, per- an equal uh, entity in there 
um, and, have, and have our own rights just as, as everybody else. Well, it's a very interesting one. And as I said, um, we always say it, it, it's not the most interesting part of sport, but very often it's a very relevant part of sport is how are rules made? How, how are things governed? Who has the power? Where is the power going? And what is it, what, what is it being used to do? Yeah. So um, we'll watch it with interest, Shirley. Um, you're, it sounds like you're, you're not going to leave it here. And um, we, will, we will watch with interest to see um, how it goes. And we hope that this off the bench to anybody who sees it, men, women, children, that it explains the issues that are here and that there's no confusion now about why Railway Union want to be accepted as a senior club because they play in the All-Ireland League. So we hope that helps people to understand your argument and what has happened and uh, we'll watch it with interest. Thanks for listening, folks. Um, you can find all our previous episodes um, of Off the Bench. If you go into the podcast link on offtheball.com, you, you'll see the podcast link, scroll it down, you'll find Off the Bench and you can find all our previous episodes there. And we also have a Twitter account. It's at Off the Bench OTB, capital OTB, if you want to send us any messages. Until the next time, thanks for listening.